0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Everybody, and
2: another, Thanks. Hey, everybody. Here for another fun-filled, interesting Saturday.
1: And this one should be full of a lot of something, and hopefully it will be fun, because today our main focus and our topic, and our sole topic, is relationship. Relationship. We're going to talk about oh it Oh, my today. God.
3: That's a lot. We
1: are. It's just one word, relationship. It's not even plural. It's just relationship.
2: Oh, my God. Our own voices, Rodney and Angela on the love train. All right, let's do it. Just talking about little
1: relationships.
2: And a part of what prompted this, and we'll get into it a little bit
1: later, is that uh, the Urban League Young Professionals had a relationship event uh, this Thursday with uh, men as the panelists with questions directed towards them from the ladies so that they could hear the man's perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, Hmm. so that that kind of frames it for you right there. A bunch of men (laughs) answering questions given to them by women. Non-stop one after the other So we're going to get into that uh, A little bit later uh, Our special Guest today uh, Is going to be Mary Anderson And Mary Anderson uh, Has a relationship business As well Very as cool. Group And uh, she's going to share Some things Hopefully she can share some of the hot topics That have been on her board, but before we get into all of that, now that you have an idea of what we're going to talk about, hopefully I wet your whistle a little bit. You know, you got a little time to get your root beer or the whatever it is that you're drinking, your water with you know lemon juice to detox, or if you're going to get a beverage of a slightly different type, you have a minute before we jump in to it. Uh, a little bit about our own voices live. Our own voices live is. A radio show coming to you every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast.
2: And that will be 3.30 out east, folks.
1: And uh, we have listeners from California. We have listeners in Detroit, Chicago, New York, North Carolina. We have listeners all over. We have listeners in Africa. How about that? Brazil
0: even.
1: So a big shout-out to the folks down in (coughs) Brazil. And as I'm mentioning that uh, thoughts and prayers go to the folks in Mexico uh, yeah. who are dealing with the, what was at one point the largest storm in recorded history, the most pow- not large, excuse me, the most powerful storm in recorded history. Now, you all know what Katrina was, right? Uh, you know what Frederick was, but this was more powerful than those. And that hit the uh, west coast of Mexico. So thoughts and prayers go out to them. And let's hope that the storm doesn't reform because the thought is that it may cross Texas and then reform in the uh, uh, Gulf, which, well, just would not be good. So thoughts and prayers to them. A little bit more about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live was derived from Our Own Voices The print and digital magazine and the purpose of those were to educate ourselves on our own culture, educate others on their culture, and give us an opportunity to learn about other people's cultures. Uh, We do this through various means. We do it through radio shows like Our Own Voices Live. We also do it through the various events that we have in the community, whether it's the annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Candlelight Vigil Uh, Poetry events Uh, We do uh, Book drives and book fairs Where we give away uh, Books to young people And not so young people Because the idea is to get people to read And of course if we want our children to read uh, We need to read Uh, We also uh, Participate with other Community organizations And other endeavors As in a speaker series started by Franklin G. for Black Week, which is in Black History Month. Just try to do things to stay involved with the community and establish coalitions to work with because we can do more if we do it together. How about that? A little bit more about uh, Our Own Voice Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth. future its culture, diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the culture and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. Uh one of the most successful and longest standing activities that we do in the Our Own Voices uh arena and the Speak Up Network, which is comprised of uh Real Ready Ill with Brother Lee Vaughn out in the Beemore area, Sister Angela Thomas with Beatle on the Record right here in Las Vegas on Thursday, and of course uh, Brother Thomas Berry with Ramp Radio who's currently on hiatus, getting his school off, hopefully he'll be back soon so we use those we use this medium as a way to share, uh, to inform to educate, and also to be educated and informed ourselves uh, it is an a never-ending effort to learn, and we should always be open to learn, whether it's learning about things, learning about others, and especially when it comes to learning about ourselves. And there is no better way to learn about yourself and others than a relationship form that we had Thursday night. Who we. It was something to behold. But I give it to my sisters. They came in looking fine. Not that I was looking for that, but I couldn't help myself because they kept parading themselves in front of me as they were sitting down. Of course, I was standing right at the door, so they had no choice. So it wasn't on them. It was just my positioning of me to take it all in. And it it was, uh, you know, one thing I can say, my sisters are beautiful, and they were representing Thursday night. Uh, Some other things in the news before we jump into the show is many of you may know that the Democrats, Had two presidential contenders To drop out uh, Lincoln Chafee As well as uh, Senator from Virginia Whose name just ran out of my head Uh, But uh, Oh uh, Webb uh, Who they just Governor Webb They both dropped out this week with uh, With Webb Suspending his campaign And What was interesting about his suspension of his campaign is he sort of left the door open that he may come back, but not as a Democrat, because as many many of you know, he was previously a Republican. And he said he didn't feel comfortable as a Republican, but now he didn't feel comfortable as a Democrat, but he didn't want to go back to being a Republican, so what is less? So that's, uh, you know, it's interesting that he phrased it that way. Also, Vice President Joe Biden announced that he would, that the door that the window had closed. Now many took that to mean he was not running for president uh, this year. Which is uh, a disappointment to many and a relief to others. And you can imagine who's relieved and I think that would be uh Secretary Hillary Rodham Clinton. I think she still uses Rodham. I don't know if she still uses that or not. I know there was a phrase that she was using her middle her her last name is her middle name. I'm not sure whether she's still doing that now. So that's some stuff that's happened on in the political arena. Of course, the Benghazi hearings are going on right now, or went on. I did not watch. We also look like we're going to have a new Speaker of the House in one each, Paul Ryan, uh, currently serving as the chair of the Ways and Means uh, Committee, a Republican, which writes tax law and takes care of a lot of the spending of our country. And – it's not been confirmed yet, but he has said that he will run, and it is expected that he will be uh, voted in by his peers and that we will have a new Speaker of the House sometime within the next couple of weeks, if not sooner. So those are some things that happened in politics and some things that's happened in New Angie, you got anything that happened this week that you want to share with the
2: folks? Uh, when it comes to- well, I spent the week... <clears throat> out of town, uh, up in Seattle, enjoying some fresh air, some needed uh, rest and relaxation, got a little work taken care of. But for the most part, I just enjoyed myself in Seattle, and it's always good to get away.
1: And now, Andrew, you did a periscope. And I did get a chance to take a little bit of that in. Can you uh, share with the folks what Periscope is and some of the stuff that you shared with us on your Periscope feed?
2: Periscope is this super cool uh, live streaming app that enables you, that's right, you, every day walking through the streets of your hood, citizen to live stream whatever you feel like telling us about my live stream I I did one uh I did a live stream while I was a couple of live streams while I was up in uh Seattle I had the opportunity to go to Chihuly's uh the the great glass artist I had an opportunity to go to his museum so I uh took that opportunity to share with our with my Periscope audience, Periscope is the live stream app uh, put together by Twitter. So if you follow me on Twitter, you follow me, uh, you're you welcome to follow me on Periscope also. Uh, I do all sorts of interesting things with, with Periscope. Uh, anyway, while up in Seattle, we went to the Chihui Museum, and I let the audience in on a few of the... Uh, Different rooms that were just filled with Chihuly's glasswork and his uh, accomplishments in the in the art arena. So that's what I did.
1: Well, I did get a chance to take that in and look for some uh, periscope broadcast uh, from the Speak Up Network coming to you soon, uh, dealing with. Topics of the day, and maybe what local as well as national, and maybe even in some cases international. That's something that we're working on to bring to you, and hopefully, uh, you will join us in this new venture to share things with you in a different medium. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Of course, Angela is the technology wants between the two of us, so she's the one who usually lets mm-hmm. me know about these new opportunities. And then drag me in. Well usually it's not dragging me in. I she said <laughs> I said, Okay, sure. Right. Not knowing what I'm getting myself into, but I put my trust in her very capable hands and so far it's worked out pretty
2: well. Rodney's is a closet techie. He loves he loves technology. But he's not always as upfront as I am. I'm down to sign up for whatever uh techie social platform new thing there is out here so see what it's about but uh periscope i i enjoyed myself uh up in seattle with periscope i i did the chihuly museum periscope and i did a little small periscope of myself at the uh, starbucks roastery which was very interesting too uh for coffee lovers such as myself it was fun to go to one of their uh, larger roasteries, and I did a tasting. I had a wonderful uh, tutorial done by one of the uh, great baristas there. His name was Sean. He was super cute, and he was super nice. And uh, I had two different coffees. Well, three different coffees. I had two from Ethiopia and one from Brazil. And they were varying degrees, you know, light, light a more light roast, and then a mid-roast, and then a deep dog with black currant undernote roast. It was all delicious. Anyway, it's on Periscope for you to enjoy.
1: And see, all of that dark and this and that that she was just talking about is all foreign to me, but I'm <laughs> sure it must be good.
2: Uh, it was delicious, and now that I'm back in Vegas... Seattle is so entrenched and uh dead on with their Starbucks uh affiliation. I thought we had a lot of Starbucks here, but there are a lot of Starbucks in Seattle and it's so I I've, I was joking with my husband so much so that you feel like you're uh ingesting the caffeine from coffee as you walk through the the city there's the sea air and then there's that Starbucks coffee air and, and you ju- it's just all over that city and you can't help but uh, get involved.
1: Hmm. Well, I have not been to ooh, Seattle in at least a decade. Really? So I don't know how much it has changed, but because I'm not a coffee drinker, uh, I love the smell of it. Though. Or well, not all of it, but. I love, I love the smell <laughs> of most of it. I it like that. And uh, walking through and and getting that one of the, my favorite things about going to a grocery store oftentimes is the smell of coffee. But I'm just just happen not to be one who partakes in it. But I tell you what, I know for those of you who out there lifting weight, uh, you get you a shot of coffee before you go, and you'll be able to throw up a little extra still. At least that's what Really,
2: call. I had yes, no idea. It was super fun, though, uh, being in Seattle. You would see, a, I, I imagine you would see a lot of changes in Seattle. This is my first trip up there. won't be my last. Uh, everyone was super friendly. I was very impressed with their Techie Corridor, every company that uh, you and I patronize, and probably a few we don't patronize yet. They're up there, and they're up there in abundance. And it was just nice to see the city filled with um, young folks, Invigorated and excited And participating in This new uh, New This new era I mean we're fully out of the industrial age For sure if you don't believe me go up to Seattle You'll, you'll know exactly what I'm Intimating here
1: mm. Well as the ages Change Some things tend to stay the same Right And For the last about 20 to 30 years, relationships, especially in the African-American community, but I believe relationships are just changing all over, various definitions of relationships, um, the way we perceive it, the way we participate in them or not, the numbers who are married versus the numbers who are single, the acceptance of divorce as a norm, Uh, So many things have changed. Well, we had a relationship form, as I mentioned right here, in Las Vegas uh, this week with the Urban League's Young Professionals, and it had a panel of men and an audience, mostly of women, but there were some men there too, lucky fellas, and... uh, (laughs) there and, and let me tell you the panelists for you ladies, the brothers came out dressed, I mean, from suits to sport coats, uh, they were representing them their, their peers uh quite well, and fresh I, I ready so to
2: impress, up.
1: huh, oh, yes, the brothers came out looking, <laughs> I'll admit they came out looking good they they claimed up well for the for the ladies, and they were they were ready to talk about. Uh, Relationship Uh, The interesting thing about this forum Was that It was questions Generated By the ladies So you had a panel of men And then you had An audience, mostly of women Being asked by the moderator As presented by the ladies And the men's Responses Sometimes muted Sometimes Uh Quite, some might say exasperated Uh, But the men did talk And there was ebbs And, you know, it it ebbed and flowed There were ups and downs uh, Trying to adjust to the audience The audience trying to adjust to them Uh, One of the things that came out of it for me Is how little men and women Still know about one another Uh, One of the other things that stood out for me was how difficult it was for men and women to communicate, to communicate directly with each other and then to communicate their thoughts and feelings to one another, even in a public sphere. And that was really fascinating to me. That you would think, after all of these years of being on earth together, and even you biblical scholars out there, I don't think Adam was alone too long before God realized he needed him a good woman and and bought one-fourth uh, so he could become better. We've been together all just about all of our existence, but yet one of the areas that we have not mastered is the ability to communicate with one another and to share our thoughts and feelings. And it is unfortunate, but that is one of the things that I got out of the relationship form is really just how little we know about each other and almost how painful it is to try to communicate and share one's true self with the other. It is almost as as if both genders walk around with masks on almost on the side. And there's sort of a push and pull, but there really is no meeting in the middle. Uh, One of the things uh, the women often say is that men don't express themselves or men do not emote, do not show their emotions enough. And men often say the reason why they don't is because they would prefer to keep peace. In the house-slash relationship. Now, what is fascinating for me is that men see silence as peace.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and happiness, cont- peace and contentment, I believe is what. Peace
2: women, and contentment, wow.
1: That's right. Silence, silence. Peace and contentment. And when they say silence, they're talking about it when it comes to sharing their their feelings, their emotions, their inner thoughts. Now, for me, I'm like, but this is your wife or your most intimate person, hopefully on earth. But yet you see silence as a way to maintain your relationship. Now, mm-hmm. conversely, the ladies, do not see it that way
2: We are not like that We are not silent At all <laughs>
1: uh, Now mind you Men are quite boisterous Around one another As a matter of fact Can be downright Need some earplugs sometimes So they get the growling And carrying on And chest thumping That it It really can be quite a, Quite a ruckus Going on When men are amongst men But when men Are amongst women It is not the same. And hopefully when our expert, Mrs. Mary Anderson, comes on, she can give us some insight. Uh, Her relationship group has some very in-depth discussions on, I believe, some very relevant topics. And as more of an observer, though, every once in a while, they let me throw something on the page. I may not always get responses, but they will let me throw something on the page. And occasionally, I can always count on one person to give me uh, some feedback, though, on that page, and that's Sister uh, Joyce. Uh, Sister Joyce, she does not mind commenting whether she agrees, disagrees, or just wants to share. And for me, I appreciate that because then I'm more willing to open up. But see, Hmm. my experience, is not like Sister Joyce She is the outlier She is far from the norm Oftentimes when I share The response is if there are any Because even a lack of response is a response But when they uh, do share It is often Well how I expect them to share but maybe not necessarily what I want, but I accept. And I believe in general, men are more accepting of whatever the ladies say, Uh, almost to the point of the ladies like, well, don't you want to add something? Uh, Well, what do you you think about this or that? Whereas the man, oh, that's good. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, baby. (laughs) And I'm thinking... That the ladies are wanting a little bit more than that. What do you have to say, Angela?
2: Well, I wasn't at the relationship forum, but you know, I've been in a relationship for a really long time. It takes two, and yes, I'm the chatterbox of 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 my pairing, but I also understand that it's time. It's you know. In an exchange, you have to leave room for an exchange. So, you got to shut it down sometime and try and really see it from his perspective and respect that that's his perspective. And God made two of us for a reason. You got to have uh both of these point of views to come together in order to accomplish uh, the goal a lot of times, most times.
1: Now, is that something uh, that is easier said than done, and is that something that is sort of innately known, or does it take time to develop that type of awareness?
2: Uh, it took years for us to develop um, a communication style and it took years to tweak that, that we developed. And it take, it took years to throw out what was not serving us and rebuilding. Uh, so, yes, it's absolutely easier said than done. And you better believe there's been plenty of fireworks. <laughs>
1: uh just just fireworks all right
2: just fireworks
1: but you know i'm i'm kind of glad that you said that because sometimes i wonder if people expect this stuff just to happen naturally and smoothly we love each other therefore everything is going to just be okay um, that's
2: nice, and, and 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 you know, be sure to write that out and put it on your mirror, like Mary, my my girl Mary Jane, and on on uh, B E T. Write it out, put it on, put it on a post it. But this is work. Relationship, a relationship is work, and if you're not willing to put in the work, do not enter that room because. If you think you're going to come up in here and not work, baby, uh, I got some news for you. You are going to be sorely disappointed and sent off in the wrong direction.
1: Now, when you speak of work, on a scale of all of the various jobs that you have had in your life, where would you rate the work that goes into a relationship and developing a lot of those things that you mentioned earlier?
2: Hmm. Where would I rate it compared to my day job? Uh, uh, yes. Can't put it in that arena with that. It, it's it. My marriage and the relationship uh, is unlike any other thing I've experienced in my life. I, I really have nothing that can sufficiently compare what um, what the experience of being married to uh, Michael has been like, and that's good and bad. <laughs> but it is what it is. It stands alone on its own, and it is a lot of work. And I guess if I had to rate it, it would be on a day-to-day uh, rating scale, sometimes hour to hour. And that's not saying that it's a lot – uh, it's, it's choppy water and it's a lot of trouble, but, you know, we are individuals. And I think part of the myth of marriage is that you're two becoming one. That's sort of true, but sort of unrealistic. You're two people coming together, and you have to maintain the balance of your individuality and and, and uh, where you come together in partnership.
1: Oh, okay. Now Angela, you just you just struck on one, I gotta get this one out. Gotta get this one out. <laughs> All right. I I heard at the relationship forum and in just general conversations and on some of the various relationship groups that I belong to that marriage is a partnership and it's fifty fifty. <laughs>
0: you
1: you being a person in a long standing, committed relationship and one that is supposedly at the top of the relationship chain called marriage. What's your comment and what's your thoughts of that phrase, marriage is
2: 50-50? Those believing that marriage is 50-50, Uh, You're going to be waiting on that bus a long time. I I would venture to say that that bus ain't never coming because it's just not 50-50. It's it's impossible for it to be 50-50 and 50-50 all the time. Are you serious? No. You're going to have to accept some 80-20, you being the 20 and and your mate being the 80. You're going to have to accept some 30-70, 30 70 you're going to have to accept some some 50 50 but you going you know those are far and few in between and you know I would say it's situational too i it's just not 50 50 all the time and it's it's an unrealistic expectation to me to to want it to be 50 50 all the time i want to be in partnership with someone who loves and respects me and is uh my biggest Supporter and champion, and I am. I'm, I'm fortunate. I am in that partnership, and in that partnership, I, I can trust that on my twenty day, I'm celebrating him in his eighty, and mm. it's all good. In my eight, on, on my ninety or my my ninety nine point five, he is the one celebrating me and is more than likely the one that put everything in place for me to have at 99.5 day. Oh, wow. And we celebrate That's... those victories together.
1: Uh, now, okay, that was uh, some powerful stuff. And on that note, we're going to take a brief station ID. You're listening to Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live comes here every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast.
2: And that's 3.30 out east.
1: And today's topic is simply
2: relationship.
1: And we do have a, a guest who will be joining us shortly. Andrew and I kind of wanted to set it up. Uh, sort of the interest for this particular show was the Relationship event that was held By the Las Vegas Urban League Young Professionals And where they had A panel of men uh, To answer questions Given to them By the women And we had a The house, this was at the Sayers Club at SLS And I had never been to SLS Since it had been sold Uh, Formerly the Sahara Hotel And Casino uh, They've redone it and I walked in there, and Angela, when I walked in, I didn't know what to expect, but mm. I was in because I knew I was going to be around a bunch of sisters, and I'm trying to, you know, represent a little bit, and I knew the fellow said they were going to come stepping, and I wasn't sure whether I was going to be on the panel or not, but if so, being the uh, more seasoned <laughs> person <laughs> that would have been on the panel, I was trying to make sure I stepped my, my game up. I had right. a, a, a young uh, friend out there and who was, was checking me out to make sure my stuff was right. Uh, right. I, I had a, a new suit that had been in the closet for about a month that I had been saving specifically, specifically for this occasion. So I walked in feeling pretty good about myself. I never thought I looked good, but I figured I looked as good as I'm going to look with that suit on. And I walked into the SLS, Angela, and I felt like I needed that suit on because those it was such an upscale place. That wow, big change you know, from how it used to be.
2: Absolutely. Uh, but I mean, Oprah is kind of famous in her uh, decor shows. She said a room should rise up and greet you when you walk in it. Um, the Sayers Club is one of those spaces for me. It's actually one of my favorite spaces uh, here in Las Vegas. It absolutely rises up to greet you when you step in there. So, yeah, the Sayers Club is on point.
1: Yeah, it it, it was quite nice, and, you know, like I said, that, the, the brothers and sisters came out dressed to impress. I mean, they really looked good. I was like, well, Chuck, this relationship form—if somebody don't walk out of here, at least with some phone numbers on either side—that's just because they don't want it. Because at, at least on the exterior, the folks were were looking good. And
2: now, why do you know you're not supposed to meet your one at the club? What's up? That's a no-no. Well. <laughs> you know, that's something. I that met my man at the about. club, but I'm just saying
1: that's not. And how, and how long you've been and the you been
2: married? Twenty five years. Sam Smith will say, "I can Just you know, short twenty seven. That's all. Okay, all right. Let's but you know, you're not so, supposed to meet your person at the club, Rodney. Right
1: so, though there may be rules of thumb <laughs> yeah, like that, which I do, you know, I, I do. Support rules of thumb, but there's always exceptions to every rule, right? And let me tell you, if you all weren't ready for to receive your exception Thursday night, you may have just missed out on that king <laughs> or queen that could have been right next to you. Right. So anyway, that, that's enough of that. So all that to say that it was a really nice event, very special event. I'm glad that uh, the young professionals of the Urban League uh, had it, and uh, hopefully there was some things that were learned and some connections uh, made. Uh, now, getting to the business end, though. <laughs> One of the things that has always interested me, whether it's relationship groups or whether it is relationship events Including my own Is very seldom Is there anyone On the panel Or in the relationship Group That has been married For any length of time And if, if it reminds me Define length of a time. time
2: Like five minutes, ten minutes How long?
1: Oh no, we got plenty of them Oh, oh okay I'm talking about seasoned people, like yourself, Ann. So I'm talking about people who've been married plus 20, not 19 and not 20, but plus 20. Now, the reason why I say that is we know that they're out there, but, one, we don't get to see them. And because right. what we know often is what we see, it's important to see those people. Is so, that a 20 and,
2: with, like, 10 husbands? Is that how, how you want no, to 20? No, no,
1: no. I'm talking twenty with one husband with the or same wife, person. whatever the case may be, <laughs> the same person. And same preferably person. Okay. the the it doesn't have to be, but preferably the first and only uh spouse. Hmm. Very self. You're really human.
2: making this complicated.
1: Well, I I mean, is it because I can tell you there's a church that I attend on occasion when I can make it there. Thank you very much. Hopefully my Amen. grandmother does know that I try to make it to church. But there's a church that I obtained on occasion, and the majority of the couples there, about 250 people, and most of them are married. Nice. And most of them are married plus 20 years. These are And, yes, just in case you all want to know, these are black people I'm talking about. They're married plus 20 years, and they are happily married. Now, of course, they've all had their moments. And I, I also wonder, I said, what is it that you all know and do that the rest of us seem to be lacking in? And why aren't you all on some of these panels sharing your relationship advice and your story?
3: Hmm. I would love and to so hear that.
1: what my big push is for the next relationship group is can we get, can we get, some young people, innards, mixed with some seasoned married people. And when I say married, I don't mean somebody that's been shacking. At least that's what they used to call it. I'm not sure if that's still politically correct to use now. But I'm not talking about people <laughs> who've been shacking.
0: I'm been talking shacking about us. people
1: who jumped the broom. Uh, what, what was it, a... Uh, uh, is it is it Ann Nesby uh and and Al Green put it on paper? Uh, yeah, uh, Beyonce <laughs> put a put a ring, put a on, ring it. on it. You know, I, you know, I I was about to see if I could sing that song like Al Green, but you all know that I can't sing. But <laughs> in my head, I sound just like him, and I want to do it. But uh, the way that brother broke it down was talking about you know if you put it off put it on paper. It's like who are you willing to put it on paper for now? That's what I would like to see. I would like to get some advice from, you know, they say if you want to be a millionaire, you want to be rich, rich, you want to run a business, talk to somebody who's rich, who has a business, and who's a millionaire. But when it comes to relationships, we often get into a circle of other single people or divorced people, and that's where it goes. Now, it is not to say that You can't get good information from younger people or, or from single people or from people who've been divorced or from people who've been shacking. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I, we are talking about that rule of thumb, right, about the club. Well, I would like to think that those people who've been plus 20 years together have a lot of insight to share. Uh, and and I, would, I would like to see that. Uh, Angela, Being someone who's, and I see you call us. Thank you very much. We're about to open it up to the line because we're about to bring in uh, Sister Mary, our resident expert, or or if not expert, uh, one who is involved in the relationship arena. Angela, you mentioned that learning how to communicate with your husband did not happen overnight. Right. And that in the process, of learning how you two can communicate together. I'm not sure if you said sparks, flew, but that's what I got out of it.
2: <laughs> fireworks, fireworks. It was very colorful, there we yes. Go. <laughs> um,
1: can you share with our listeners, since you're going to be our resident, twenty, uh, a plus 20-year married person, oh, you share okay. a little bit with the audience on the difference in your relationship, and even how you perceive your man, once you guys develop—I'm not going to say you mastered it yet, because I think it's something that's ongoing—but you, you, you and up. This can tell me. But once you all got past that hurdle, can you tell me the difference in your relationship, how you perceive it, as well as your man to be?
2: Hmm. The difference once we once we got a handle on. You know how what our communication style was and how we were going to proceed. Uh, just some ground rules, base rules, I guess uh, one one could call it. Uh, it made things easier if it, it, we, it, you know, just sort of like putting it on 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 wheels. The difference of of rolling it up uphill over rock and then landing on smooth pavement on wheels. I I would I would compare it like that. So, um, for us, yeah, that would be an accurate uh, explanation on or comparison of, on how it went and how you know how things have developed over time. Once we got it on track, it stayed on track. And tweaking here and there all the time, but for the most part, we finish each other's sentences. And so, you know, communication, it ebbs and flows. That's all I can really say uh, about it as it pertains to Michael and I. It it ebbs and flows and, and we learn something uh every time. So you know, you just keep working at it. You just keep working at it. And I'm really excited to hear what our expert guest is going to add to this dialogue. Not so much what you know i will be adding as as a uh, married the married resident here um i'm really interested in what the expert has to say about mm-hmm. long term marriage well, so uh
1: our our resident uh guest today who has a relationship group is called back to eden and i'm i'm a member of that particular group it is is—it's a community of people who are interested in dating and events for daters. Uh, the B2E,
0: mm-hmm.
1: short for Back to Eden, is a business that welcomes all faiths and non faith and encourages people to share opinions in constructive, right now I'm doing air quotes, constructive, <laughs> non-condescending, non, more air quotes, argumentative ways. The purpose of the group is to learn, discuss, connect, participate, more air quotes, participate, actively engage, I threw that in, and enjoy a healthy life of dating as defined in the dating evolution. Our mission is to redefine dating as we know it, provide offline social space to meet our community members, and have fun. So that's a little bit about uh, the relationship group. And the person who corrals us in that relationship is Sister Mary Anderson. So, Sister Mary, welcome to Our Own Voices Live as we talk about relationships. Welcome well,
2: to the show, you, Mary.
3: Rodney. Well, thank you, thank you so much. It's it's a pleasure to be here, especially after you you all did such a uh, a great job with your Thursday relationship uh, venue that you had. Uh, Brother Rodney was telling me about that. So I'm just ready to jump right in with questions, and let's talk about it. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, one of the things that always gets a lot of discussion, whether it's in a relationship group on the web or whether it's one that a forum or event that we do, is communication always comes up. And usually it goes something like this, from the ladies. I want my man to open up and share more with me. I want him to talk. I want to understand more about his feelings. I want him to share that with me. I want him to be free to talk to me about how he really feels about stuff. So that's on the lady side. And, of course, you ladies are ladies, so you probably can better say it to me. So I'm trying. And then from the man side, it is, well, i like to keep peace in the house. And, you know, happy wife, happy life. So I know that the things that I say oftentimes she doesn't agree with, don't like. And there's usually an argument that ensues. Therefore, it's easier for me to say as little as possible to nothing and keep it to myself as long as I see her hat. Okay, ladies, there it is. What do you think?
3: Hmm. Is this for me, me? Rodney?
1: Anyone? Didn't mean to stump you all.
2: (laughs) Well, I I just want to say the term... I know it's pretty popular to say happy wife, happy life um, these days But, you know, when you're in a partnership When we're happy as individuals It, it usually equates to a happy, peaceful household So, I, you know, I'm not really a subscriber of happy wife, happy life I, Of course, I love getting my way like any person would But I, you know, I understand that it is too in this relationship And I have to look out for his best interest also Okay,
3: okay. Well you know um, One of the things that I would like to say To what you talked about uh, Brother Rodney is, And what you all covered at the forum And what you said came That you noticed was uh, very prevalent at the forum Is something that is absolutely right No matter where you go You have people who say that but the one thing I remind people when they bring those type of things up, and this is the one thing that should have been reminded to those people who brought it up at the group. you came here for a reason. Mm. you came here because of the simple fact it's not working. it's not working out in your personal relationships, it's not working out you know in you know with the way that you've been going around doing things. So if you're here, what I'm going to need you to do for this to be effective is for you to be able to have an open mind and an open heart to receive that maybe, just maybe, there's another way of doing things. So what that means is that you might have to throw out everything that you know and embrace a different way of thinking. Interesting mm-hmm. enough, in the group, Back to Eden, a few of us are reading a book called, uh, by Hill Harper called The Conversation. Now, Great book. I had no it is. It is. And, you know, I didn't get any background on Hill Harper or this specific book before I started to read it. But the one thing that I learned very quickly when I started to reading it was that it, 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 it coincided with exactly a lot of the things that I have been telling people in Back to Eating because I'm a dating coach. So I coach people on how to date. I don't. I stay in my lane. I don't go into the marriage portion, even though I have some people that I have talked to about how to date within their marriage. But as mm-hmm. far as their relationship goes, that's something totally different. But I believe that when once you get married, you should still continue dating. Now he talks about that. He said, you know, if you are going to make things work, you can't continue to keep thinking that you're going to be able to go by the things that have always that you have always gone by. So throw out your way of thinking and start embracing things. Okay, a happy wife, a happy life, that doesn't work. We know that's one-sided. You know, for the men, if you shut down, that doesn't work. So we're here to talk about solutions. And, see, there has to be an expectation that's set when you have a forum and say we are here not just to talk about this, but we are here with the expectation that each of us are going to walk away with some certain things and allow people in that audience to pick out and say, this is my expectation. This is what I want to get out of it. And then also as a collective, as a group, say, these are the action items. These are the things that we're going to walk away with and we're going to work on when we come away from this forum. And that's what needs to have, needs to happen. If people are not willing to do that, Brother Rodney, I'll tell you this, they will end up disappointed every single time. That's all I have to say about that. Okay.
1: So basically what I got, a lot of what I got out of that is, hey, you're single. You don't want to be single. And you've come here for relationship advice, information, education, which might mean that you may have to move out of your own way.
3: Yes. Yes, and, you know, that's something else that Hill Harper talks about and it's something that Back to Eden talks about when we talk about our dating evolution is the number one thing that you have to do is you have to look at yourself. And if you're not willing to look in the mirror at yourself and say, you know what, something's not right. Something's going in on here. Maybe I'm not making the right choices. You know, maybe I don't know how to pick the right type of mate. Maybe there's some things that I need to work on on myself because I'm not being the type of person that is capable of keeping a a mate. You know, all these things have to go on in your head, and you have to be open. And if you're not open, then you're going to constantly, constantly get the same results. And that's what happens to so many of us, which is so unfortunate.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, For those of you listeners out there, I can see you – Thank goodness for technology. I'm learning from Angela. I can see you all out there. Thank you so much for joining us today. The topic is relationship, and our guest is Sister Mary Anderson. As I'd like to say, from the great white north up there in the uh, Twin Cities, <laughs> I believe, area uh, with Back to Eden, I keep saying I'm going to go up there and visit because I really have uh, developed some, some Internet uh, relationships, Facebook relationships with people up there like uh, Sister Mary Anderson But trying to find that window You know that two days of the year When there's no snow on the ground And the wind is not howling and blowing you Trying to find that space Has been kind of difficult for me But now here's a question I do have about that Sister Mary Is I do listen to the post there Now one of the And Angela you you can help me out On this since you're from Chi-town Windy City, Chicago one of the funnier memes that is posted is, and I believe Brother Barry also posts one similar to this too, is like, "Hey, it's about to get cold." Which, of course, in the Great White Tundra, it's always cold. It's about to get cold <laughs> up in here, and you know, other than the fireplace, you're gonna need somebody to snuggle up against, you know, to to warm up with. So I would think that there, in in your area, relationships, marriages. Uh, dating, okay, shacking, I think that that's like prevailing up there. But what I see is the same thing that I see from other places in the country. There's a bunch of single people talking about why they're single and moving someplace else to find someone. And what I always say to that is when I go to other relationship pages from other places, the people from those locations are saying the same thing. I'm not sure if there's any place to go, but I'm thinking up there in the Great white north, there'd be a lot of snuggling going on. What's happening up there, Sister Mick?
3: Well, you know, to answer your question, to be honest with you, I don't think people have a problem with snuggling. I mean, Ah. there's a lot of snuggling going on. (laughs) I mean, if you just want to be honest with yourself, there's a lot Uh of snuggling going on. There's a lot of cuffing (laughs) going on. There's a lot of, you know, sexual activity that's going on, you know, children are not made by one person. But as far as community oh, relationships, as far as having a marriage within the African-American community, within our own community, our own voices, now that's a whole other story. You know, when you talk about these things, you ha- you know, I don't care if you're in Minnesota or where- wherever you're at. The weather doesn't affect marriage. It doesn't affect commitment. What affects it is our way of thinking. And so one of the things that we have to think mm-hmm. about is how do we feel about marriage? How do we feel about commitment? And where are people at? And, you know, I hate to keep going back to this, but I have to. And I, I talked about this the last time I was on the show is you know, we don't have a made-up mind to be in relationships and what it means to be in a committed relationship, more or less a marriage and how it affects our community. All right, you know, ma'am. marriages are, are about, you know, the commitment that you have to each other, the commitment that you have to your family, and the commitment that you have to your community. And so I remember growing up somebody saying, so-and-so is stupid for staying with, you know, her husband because he smacked her. But then as I got older and as I began to understand things, when I realized that they had worked things out, I realized that woman and that man had saw that we, number one, need to get help because this is not right, but number two, my commitment to myself, my wife, my children, and my community supersedes this incident that took place. And so they stayed. And so we talked about that in Back to Eden. A lot of times you would hear older people, especially if they were Christians, they would say, we prayed and we stayed. My mother-in-law, because my, I was married and I got divorced, she used to say that to me. And she, she told me stories about how she was in the hospital, she was on her sick bed. And her husband brought his side chick to the hospital with her, with him. Mm. And she said, I had to pray, but I stayed. And I looked at her like she was crazy. But now I get it. They got over that. How did they get over that? There was some communication that had to take place. There was some healing. There's some forgiveness. There had to be some, you know, uh you had that she had to have the frame of mind to be able to see past the current situation and to be able to look into the future. Now I don't advocate nor do I really care for a certain presidential candidate who is running Hillary Clinton. However, Uh-oh. I will say she looked past what her husband did. The transgression. She past, yes, she did. She looked past the transgression. She looked past the scrutiny of the uh, uh, of you know people in the community. And do you think for one moment she wasn't thinking about her future and her being able to run for president for the United States of America today and how it would affect her chances of being in that office? See, we don't think about those things. How will the decision that I make now affect my life, my children's life, and my community's life later on? That's what she did. And for that one reason, I respect Hillary uh, Clinton for that. Now, I can't speak about anything else, but I can definitely speak on that situation. I'm not saying that it's right, but I know it's right for her. That was what was right for her. And so I think we have to start looking at it in a different perspective. Marriages are not just to ourselves. I commend people who are in marriages. I commend people who are able to commit to each other and get over the hump and to be able to form and be able to be one. It's not just about what you're attracted to. It's not just about what you want, but it's really about what you need. It's about what your future needs. It's about what our community needs. And if we can change our way of thinking and get back to some of the ways that it used to be and then improve on some of the areas that were very shaky, you're going to see more economic stability within our community. See, these are things that you talk about, Brother Rodney, on your show economic stability. Well, we all know that people who are married have more economic stability than somebody who's single. That's right. We all know that children benefit off of a household of parents. And let me let me say this. They well, I'm not going to go there today. I'll leave that one to myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it to myself. I love that. that. Can't give <laughs> it all
2: today. Right, I'm right. Saying, now, I'm, I, I, yes. I agree with you. Um, marriage is being able to be committed and committed to being able to be committed to a person in their best but especially their worst being able to love past understanding i have to love my husband beyond me understanding every decision that he makes every thing that he may say he has to do the same and he does the same loves me past some of the, the stuff i say way past some of the stuff i do and remain committed to the fact that we agreed before God that we were gonna to stay together.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So That's true. I
2: you know, I, I cannot agree with you in, in any further than, you know, what you so, just said is so true.
1: So lady, let's get back to this uh let's get back to this communication thing. Because that that hmm. you know, communication, finance. Communication, finance. Uh, There's some cheating that can be it too, but oftentimes some of the biggest obstacles in a marriage is communication and finance. And what is it that, like I was sharing before you came on, sister Mary, brothers and sisters have been on this planet almost the same amount of time, but yet we and and you know most African Americans. In America, speak English. You know, it's not like we have to, you know, go back to the continent and depending on which tribe you are, is what language you speak, right? So we right here together, but we tend to speak the same language technically, but somehow, some way, we're receiving these messages differently. Can you give us, can you share a little bit about some of the things you've been kind of, I know you have questions like this on your page, maybe share a little bit uh, on some of the comments and just share with us in general on this communications piece.
3: Well, Brother Rodney, this, this particular topic around communication was very, 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 um, how could I say, touchy, you know, within mm. Back to Eden because, you know, I put out there, a question about Who is a better communicator Is it women Or is it men And um, so we had An a, a extensive dialogue And The brothers weren't happy <laughs> The brothers weren't happy Because And you know I, I'll probably get in a little bit of Trouble with this But really what it all boils down to Is this Women Tend to talk a lot. They tend to communicate Uh-oh. a lot. You'll never hear a brother say or argue about that. We talk a lot, right? But uh, yes. if I said, and I added, see, there you go, thank you. But if I added on there and said, because we do talk a lot and because we do ask so many questions, we tend to be oh, better my communicators, Whew, that's I'm where being. That question
1: stuff. Uh, I, I, I I couldn't hold it in anymore because, ooh, them questions. Like one right after the other, and then you answer one, it seems to provoke another, and then there's another, another, another. And, uh, okay, uh, I, I needed a moment to vent.
2: Is, is, is ready to share today. Somebody ready to communicate today, Mary? <laughs> hey, I think he's ready. <laughs> I think he's ready. Oh, he's ready. I think he might be a little bit too ready. I think it's a bill of service, Brother Rodney. I know you person, so you know she happy to bring that out of you, help you no, out. She just
1: hit the she just hit the mark right there when she said all <laughs> of them questions. Ah. Oh. Okay,
3: all and right. see, I'm, I got it together. You hit it right on the head, you hit it right on the head, Brother Rodney. You just answered your own question because see, there you go. Women will ask all these que- questions, women will you know go into detail, they will talk, 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 oh, talk, my talk, goodness. talk, talk
1: that detail who
3: detail you
1: have to but do see you have to get to every minute, and do you have to break every individual word down into sub paragraphs,
3: not sentences. definitely.
2: Paris yes, usually
3: be, because we're going to get on the brothers in a few minutes, anyway.
2: I'm sorry. But, go I, ahead. The 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 truth is in the detail, Roddy.
3: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: go ahead. Go
0: ahead.
3: I'm trying to hold back. Okay. So we're going to get on the brothers now. The fact that women do communicate, they will ask all these questions, all these things that we listed that means that they're pretty good at communicating, right? It means they're pretty right. good at talking but, and
1: asking questions.
3: Okay, okay, they're good at talking and asking questions. But are the brothers good at talking and asking questions? Now, before you answer that, because that was a rhetorical question towards you, for the Rodney. Okay, okay. You mentioned earlier that at the forum or wherever that what you hear is brothers, They made it very clear. They tend to shut down, not say anything, because of simple fact, they feel like they're not being heard or whatever the case may be. And to me, I think just personally, and this is the part I'm going to get in trouble, that's why I feel like women are better communicators. However, I believe that both parties have a lot of room to improve, and here's where I'm coming from. Communication is not all always just about talking. Communication oh, yes. is about listening and mm-hmm. also learning the language of the person in which you're in the relationship with. And so that's where women fail, is that we don't tend to understand the language that men speak. I believe that men have a universal language that is not easily given to us women and vice versa. Let me give you an example. Brother Rodney, I can go outside and say or I you can go outside and I can I can ask you when you come back in the house, how's the weather? You can say it's sunny outside. And I'll say, Oh okay, it's nice. But then when I go outside it is cold. And then I come back inside and I said, I thought you said it was uh, nice outside. You said no, I told you it was sunny.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and
3: my interpretation of what you just said was, because it's sunny outside, it's nice. But that's what we do in relationships. We have mm-hmm. all these assumptions because we don't ask questions, we don't clarify, we shut down, and all these other things. And we can't do that. We we can't well, do that.
1: If you're, go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I thought you you were you were done. So by all means, continue because I have my listening ears on.
3: <laughs> no, feel free, feel free. I'm listening. Go ahead. No,
1: it's. It, it, I'm. I'm so glad you pointed that out because there's sometimes people because of your experiences and because of your gender experiences, the way that you communicate as an individual and as a gender going to be different and Angela sister Angela mentioned that she and her husband it took them Angela what, what was this a couple of months before you guys knocked down that communications piece
2: oh yeah 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 just a few months air quotations yeah <laughs> so
1: it was it was an ongoing struggle and I would venture to say that there may have been some arguments that ensued because of Things that you look back on and say, "Man, I don't know what the heck we were arguing about." He just said this, or I just said that. But there was a miscommunication, misunderstanding because of interpretation. Just like Sister Mary said, "Hey, maybe you know somebody said good morning, and other person thought it was good night, so they put their jams on and they went to bed just because of the way they perceive things." Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those arguments true. arguments can happen, but you know, there was something in you at some point I am guessing, that's why I need you to help me out here, that said this isn't like Sister Mary said, what I've been doing isn't working. And but I want I want this to work, which I think is another important ingredient, is when one or both, preferably both individuals, say, Hey, I really want this to work, but it's not and I wanna find out what it is so that I can modify or see if I can modify to make it work. At what point did that happen? Was it one thing, or was it just a culmination of things that got you and your husband to where you are now?
2: That question is to me. Yeah. I would say a culmination of things, and it all boils down to, you know, even a broke broke, broke clock is right twice a day, so. You know, coming to that, having that come to Jesus moment, and having the having an understanding that there's more than one way to do something. Your way is not the only way. So stop acting like you got the patent on, you know, whatever it is that uh, you holding it down over. You 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 willing to blow the whole game on this one point? Then, you know, when you start looking at it like that, you start to see how small this is. you you being real small right now. So, you know, take a break. Maybe write it down. Write your point down. You know, I, we have had to, you know, silence. Don't say nothing. Just write it down. Slide me that piece of paper, and I'm going to slide you mine. Just find another way to get your point out. And be done with it. And don't hold a grudge because that's holding up progress.
1: Mm. I like that, not holding a grudge piece. All right, Sister Mary. And what, when you talk to some of these folks and you see some of the comments on the page, do they fall in line with what Sister Angela
3: just said when it comes to communication? No, not at all. They don't. <laughs> they oh, don't, my they, God. I'm that far no. <laughs> no okay, when he's saying, fall in line, do they um do they listen and or do they agree with what she's saying? I would say, no, they don't agree with what she's saying, but that doesn't mean that she's not right. What she's saying is absolutely right, but see, you're talking about people who are in our group, they're single, you know these are people who are single, and you know they haven't necessarily some of them are single because they're making a choice to be single, some of them are single because They don't have any other choice because, to be honest, they can't keep a relationship. Some people Mm. are single because they want to play the field. So different people are in there for different reasons. Some people are in there because they really want to learn. But this is what I will say, and, you know, I think what, sister, I'm sorry, Angela, is that your name? Yes. I think what you said is absolutely correct you know, that you have to get to the point where you realize, you know what, it's not working, we have to make some changes. But I right. will say this, and Brother brother Rodney, you, you, you know this firsthand. I have been fought tooth and nail within the group about my perspective of change. People feel like when I get into a relationship or when I'm dating somebody, I don't have to change. They need to accept me for who I am, for Ooh. how I am, and if Ooh. they don't like it, they
2: need to keep moving. Shot fired. I have,
3: all right. Yes. Honey, you know what? Look, maybe, this,
2: this this is what I'd like to encourage them if they're listening. You know, maybe next time you could pass this along. There is nothing in life that don't change. Everything changes. We change seasons every three months. Our body is totally re- re- made anew inside and out in a year. So, if God, in all His inf- infinite wisdom, made sure that change was a part of the process of living. Why do you think it does not apply to your 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 living? A relationship is a living, breathing organism. It has to change, and part of that change is you as the individual changing, seeing things different, hearing things different, being willing to be different is a part of life. You have to. Mm-hmm.
3: You're right, and and here here's here's the funny part. People don't want to change, but you want somebody to accept you
2: in <laughs> no. all your problems. oh oh. Now wouldn't that like, require the brother to be changing something <laughs> mm. Mm. about yeah. it? You
3: want you want this man to accept
2: you with
0: all
3: your baggage, oh. all your children, your you know your inconsistency. your lack of being able to finance your money, your Mm. lack of understanding how to put priorities in order, you want this woman to accept you with your, you know, unemployed self or with your, you know, not being able to uh, be, see, I'm going to touch on some nerves here, the head of the household, mm, you want her to accept your felonies, you want her to accept your past relationships with the opposite, you know, culture, with the same sex, and all this other stuff. But nobody should make you change. Something's mm-hmm. wrong with that.
1: So should we accept each other as as we are, or step? What what, what what's the? Because you, you just said both just mentioned accepting and who we are, right, and what we bring. And what we don't bring. And all too often, and this goes on both sides, uh, sometimes the men are complaining that the women want them to change. Sometimes the women are complaining that the men want them to change. Or not to change because life happens, right? Right. So when it's almost as if we see a thing, we like it, whether we like the packaging, we like the sound, the walk, whatever it may be, we like it. But there's some things that we don't like. And mm-hmm. it's pretty important things to us. But we go ahead and take this thing or this person, and then once we get them, we immediately commit to change them. And as you all know, human beings are always resistant to change. And then Sometimes. there's... There's the arguments There's this, there's that And I guess my question is Should we look at that person And see them for who they are At the moment And either make a determination Nah, I'm not willing to work with that And move on Or, okay, I'm willing to Mm -hmm. accept that Would that mm -hmm. be a healthier way to look at it?
3: I don't think that's healthy And here's the reason why and this is where I have a. Here's a. This is the reason why I have a huge problem with people who tell me they don't want to change. Now I may not always tell them so directly, like I'm saying it right now, because I have to coddle them because I understand they're not ready, and that's fine. Yes. I had to coddle myself because I wasn't ready, you know, for many, many years, and I'm still developing. But this is the one thing I will say to people that everybody can understand. I don't care where you're at. You have a job. You go to. You may start a new job or you may have been at that job for years. The minute it gets bought out or the minute you start a new job, you go into that job, you may not like how they run the company. You may not like how the rules, the policies, or anything like that. But the first thing that you have the opportunity of doing when you get into that new job or that new takeover that comes is you have the responsibility of developing rapport with that job and those people who are in that job and learning the culture of that job. And so when you're in a relationship, you have to get into the relationship with another person and learn the culture of that person. You have to learn and build rapport with that person before you can even think about actually making a change. And that change needs to be for the better. When you make Mm -hmm. a suggestion to your job You're looking at what's already in place, and then you make a suggestion. You make a recommendation. You're not telling this person you have to change. You're presenting to them with what's in it for them, the benefit of why it's going to help us do our job better, the benefit of why it's going to help our relationship work better. So you're looking at it from a perspective of a team, not necessarily from the perspective of, well, this is what I have, and this is what I come to the table with, and this is what I need, and that's the problem. People are selfish. You can't look at it from a perspective of a selfish point of view. You have to look at it from a point of view of how are my ways going to benefit the team. The team is are the people who are in the relationship. That's the team.
1: Totally. If so, Sister Mary, let's, go ahead. let's hit on let's hit on this a minute because are, do, are people aware of this? And, and I know this may seem like a very well uh, elementary question, but are, those things that you just said are people aware of this? Is this something that they're being taught? Is it something that they've experienced in their own upbringing? Why aren't they no. aware of these
3: things? No, they're not taught it. No, they're not aware of it. And I can tell you that's the reason why I started Back to Eden. That's the reason why I decided to be a dating coach, because I did not learn these things. I was not taught these things. I had to get in there, dig deep, and I started to teach myself. And then the more I began to teach myself, all of a sudden I had all these people for the past four or five years calling me, asking me questions, calling me saying, when are you going to do another event so we can talk about this or we can have this dating auction or so we can have another couple's night so we can discuss certain things. And so I realize that there's a real need out there, that people don't know this, but it also takes some time for people to make that transition. And that's what it's all about. People don't know. I mean, you can you can hear people in the group. I've watched people uh, transform slowly but surely within the group where they may say, I don't need to change now, all of a sudden they're saying, You know what? If I want to be in a relationship I really I need to change it. like Thank yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and that that's what it boils down to. Their perspective of it is I'm not being myself. I'm giving up who I am. I'm not being a quote unquote black man or a black woman if I give these things up, which is completely just, if you think about it, it's ignorant. You know? Yeah. It's really ignorant. <clears throat> Some of the things that we deal with, the stereotypes, the things that we think, the the, the ways that we have picked up, we have begun to start, we have begun to believe the things that have been put on us. You know? Say
2: it again. We have to started to... Just, you know, yeah, which is the last phase of 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 uh, being of a people being conquered when you, when when a when a group starts to accept those falsehoods that were made up about them about by the entity that is colonizing them. Last hey. phase.
1: Okay. Okay. Accepting. So speaking of speaking of falsehoods. I posted some questions in the relationship panels page that went unanswered, hmm. but I did a segment called Mythbusters. And, of course, after the event, everybody said, I wish we could have had that. And in the Mythbusters, I asked it, I asked the people, because Sister Mary just mentioned a couple of times, relationships outside the race and some Things similar to that And I asked the folks At what percentage of men Of African American men Do they think Marry African American women So of the African American men That get married What percentage of them Marry African American women And I get the same answers that I always did Over the years it has not changed Over the last uh, Seven to eight years it has not changed And That answer is always A very low percentage Of African American men Marry African American Women And the reason why I it. called it Myth busting Is because that is a myth And you ladies Just shared what it's like and what it does to us when we base our actions and beliefs, thoughts on things that are not true. Now I did get a lady who inboxed me. She wasn't she didn't want to put it on on the uh, in the public forum, which was okay. I understand. And she made a statement to me that I've heard on multiple occasions. And she says she does not care what the data says. But to her, her reality is that African-American men, black men, do not want black women. And that it does affect how she conducts herself, how she feels about herself, and what she thinks. Sister Mary, you just talked about the importance. Of things based off of truth this the Angela Versus myth We have some myths In our community That are Devastating <laughs> us as a community One of them is This misperception Of African American Men not wanting African American women How often do you hear that And just, just share a little bit of that particular thought. African-American men do not want African-American women, and how does that impact the folks that you're in uh, touch with on your page and in your business?
3: Well, you know, um, okay, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I know you're going to get on me about this, but I think, A lot of it has to do with the perception that's being put across in the media. And, you know, as well as the agenda that's being pushed within the media. And so if one is not conscious of what the agenda is being pushed, or if they don't see through, then they, they feed into it and they believe those type of things that black men don't want black women and they believe that nobody else in the world wants black women, you know, as well. Which that is far from the truth because if you study history and if you, you and, and which is so important, if you study history, black women have always been the standard of beauty. Whether people speak it out of their mouth or not. See Someone said this earlier in the group, actions speak louder than words. And people's actions tell me that I'm more beautiful than any other woman in this world because I'm Mm -hmm. black. And I'm going to tell you how I know. Sarah Bartman, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I hope I'm saying her name right. She was paraded around all around the world because of her backside. Because she was so desirable. But see, when we looked at it, we looked at it from a negative perspective saying, oh, this is bad. No, it wasn't a bad thing. In the sense that people didn't like her. It was bad because they exploited her. But what they were really saying is that she's beautiful. When they take certain people and they put them out there and they try to make fun of them, it's usually because they desire them, because they look different. When you see white women who are now pumping up their behinds to be bigger than black women's, it's because they desired us. When you see white women going into salons, and not just white women, but women period now, going to pumping up their, be- you know, making pumping their behinds, they're trying to get bigger lips, they want their skin to be darker, they want their hair to look the same way that we are, they infiltrate, they infiltrate the NAACP and they say that they're black mm-hmm. when they're really white It's because we are the standard of beauty. And the only people who don't understand that, unfortunately, are black people because we listen to what people say instead of what they're not saying. Don't go by what everybody is saying about you, but go by what they're doing to you. Why are you such a threat to other people across the world? I can even say even African people, and see, that's a whole nother show, but even African people desire black women over African women.
0: Even so African
3: people feel a certain way towards African American black women. See, that's a whole other show
1: well sister mary and okay so you're right uh many folks may not realize that uh egypt is actually in africa and
0: uh-huh. africa mm-hmm.
1: was the first uh <coughs> had the first empire, the longest standing empires world was the center of the world for thousands of years and beauty obviously comes from the most, typically from those in power, right? So we know, so we know that, though we may not accept it. And examples of not accepting it is the movie Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, the most recent mm-hmm. movie, I think about, I think it was with Moses or dealing with uh, the Exodus story, that I'm not sure it had any black people in it at all. We know that mm-hmm. there are structures out there that do this. But then again, what are we doing to ourselves today, though, by perpetuating these particular myths that, as you said, are, are are harming us? And what can we do to move beyond the myth into reality?
3: Now, I believe it starts with the family. You start by having a family unit that both mother and parent are in. Mother and father are in agreement with, you know, how they will raise that family and the having conversations and having a purpose about, you know, really speaking up against those myths and really teaching them, not necessarily speaking up against the myths, but really teaching them who they really are. Once you know who you are, nobody else can tell you who you are. Nobody else can argue with you about that. Once you have that understanding, and so it it comes from that. But when you have a broken home and you have mother over here and father over there and children, you know, right here, they may be getting two different um, uh, uh, stories. They see division. And so they begin to desire, you know, a different culture. They begin to desire, you know, things that they see on TV, oh, well, you know, my family, I don't have this, and so this is what I desire. I desire, you know, to be like this family that's on TV that's white and the mom and the dad is there, you know, and dad is telling, having these moments with son at the dinner table. Well, my dad is not here. He's away in prison or whatever the case may be. So kids at a young age, when they see these TV shows, they need to have those conversations. You know, you need to watch what you're saying to your children. You need to think about uh, what you're showing them through your actions, what they're watching on TV, and really have some some conversations about, you know, this is really not reality, you know. This, this, and here's here's why it's not reality, because TV can influence us. It can influence us in a positive manner or in a negative manner. That's the reason why... I have a huge issue with people who are attacking Bill Cosby, his legacy. Not Uh what he has done, but his legacy. Because if it was not for Bill Cosby, because I was from a broken home and didn't have mother or father, but I had images on TV growing up showing me that, you know, I could go to college, and from that image in school days, I desired to go to all-black college, and I desired to go to college and finish college and was the first person in my family to finish college and go to college.
2: But for me, with the Bill mm Cosby issue, Mm -hmm. that's his true legacy. They could strip him of every accolade that uh, he was ever given by Um, The arts community They could strip him of every dime he earned From the arts community But his true legacy is The influence on culture That his work has
0: And
3: I agree with you And you know what We have to be the ones to teach Our children about that legacy we have to be the ones to say, you know what, if they're not going to put his shows on some of these other places, then we need to buy his then shows. Then you need
2: to buy the box set and make sure that it's still showing at your house.
3: That's right. And we need to put pressure on some of these TV stations who call themselves the black entertainment television, and we need to tell them we will no longer subscribe to these BET Awards, and then you don't even put on the Million Man March, and then you you're going to put this junk on TV, but you refuse to put... The legacy of, you know, the Fat Albert and game that was there. You refused to put on there the Cosby Show. You refused to put on there, you know, uh, a Different World and things like that. But you put all this other junk on there, you know. That, and we also acceptable. need to
2: support. We also need to support the the black owned entities that are still showing a Different World, and that's TV One. If you don't have it, you should probably get it. They are still running Cosby, Cosby's, Cosby's work. To me, that's his is real a real legacy. So, that is. So before we get legacy. too much into Bill Cosby, right? I do.
1: <laughs> I I agree with all that you are saying. It is. It tends to be a a sensitive subject. Not that we're not willing to talk on sensitive subjects here. But I. What I will say about Bill Cosby. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say this. Growing up, I didn't have a father. It's just that simple. I I did not have a father. I had no idea what fatherhood was. I I had no concept of it. And I watched Father Knows Best. I had a yearning to learn for some reason because it was something that was missing from me. It was something that I never had, but it was still something that was missing from me. And that show, Father Knows Best, was very appealing to me because I saw this man leading his household lovingly, educating his children, being a member of his community, going to work every day, loving, caring for his wife. And for years, that was really my concept and idea of fatherhood. Now, mind you, Father Knows Best, was white people. It wasn't until the Cosby show that I actually, and, and there was a, there were some others. Uh, there was good times. There was there was a few others, but it really wasn't until the Cosby Show that I saw the type of father that I was looking for, the one that resonated with me, the one that I aspired to be like when I grew up. So whatever is going on with Bill today. For those children that I have adopted and for those who have shared the blessings that have been shared with me with, it has a large part of it as far as black people had a lot to do with Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show. But Sister Mary, I did want to, because we're actually over time right now, uh, okay. I want to, can you give us some, I don't know what to call them, hot topics, popular topics? Uh, you pick. Maybe some things on your page, whether this week or last, that tended to be, oh either provoke energetic discussion, or however you categorize it. Just give us maybe two or three, and a, and a brief synopsis of, of those.
3: Ooh, um, I would have to say it was one is around communication. That was definitely something that was very 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 um controversial and you know you know some men actually have not spoken in the group after that post and in particular it was one gentleman who uh felt like men were better communicators and 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 in, in, in with what he was saying, not all men are like that. I agree with him. Not all men are like that. There are men who are very good communicators uh, and things like that. So that was one topic. It was around communication, who's a better communicator. Uh, one that's going on right now, it's a little bit more dicier, Um, and that is around, you know, the expectation. This brother, he posted last night, I guess he went to this sister's house that he had been dating for three months. I think he said, yeah, three months. And um, he was supposed to go hang out with his friends. And, you know, he told her, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. And she said, no, come on over here. I'll make it special for you. And so he took that to mean that this sister, he had been dating for three months, you know, that they were finally going to, uh, you know, get it in, so to speak. And so he went there and he... He sent a message to my inbox saying, please share this with the group. I'm here, and this something special. I'm sitting here listening to this woman snoring on me. Why do women do this? You tell me I'm coming over here for something special, and now you're sleeping. This is why men get upset, shut down, don't talk, and then they leave because of the simple fact that, you know, women play these type of games. And really what it boiled down to, it went back to the first point communication he didn't communicate and he didn't say you know what when she told him why don't you come over i'm going to create something special see he assumed when she said something special that she was talking about sex and so he should have clarified and said you know are you saying that you're ready to have sex now that's simple right well he didn't do that so he got all mad and bent out of shape and he said you know he's moving on And a lot of times that's what we do in relationships. So that's another one that's been very, very, um, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth on that. Help me out, Brother Rodney. There's been some more. There's so many of them because we have so many questions that are asked on a daily basis, and they get pretty, you know, heated up. Is there anyone in particular that you can think of that you may want to bring up?
1: One of the things about Mr. Barry's page is that there's usually robust conversations, uh, robust dialogue. Uh one of the ones that's the most recent is it goes like this. Men and I like this one. It says for men only, right? It says, Men, how long do you hold out on getting getting sexually involved when dating that special lady? And then the second part of the question was, say you finally, air folks get it, and she later tells you she wants to hold off on sex, how would you feel about her new agreement and would you do it? Now, this question would have been, for me, fine with just the beginning. The first part, men, how long do you hold out on getting sexually involved when dating that special lady? Because I think that question right there, a lot of the answers surprised a lot of folks because a lot of the men said, hey, as long as she wants to wait. Now, the difference, I thought, in this was it says that special lady. And maybe some people would take an issue and say it should be each lady. But it did say that special lady, and the men responded to that special lady. Uh One of the other ones that uh, I thought was particularly interesting was, and and a lot of them do have tend to deal with sexing, mostly uh, a lot with sex and communication, but that's not only it. Obviously, those are two of the most exciting things that tend to be on our mind. But, and we talked about this earlier with the communications piece. Is there was I, I was looking for it. I haven't found it yet. I, and I'm, I'm going to try to find it because I I thought it was interesting. There was, uh, here's one, and this is one I chimed in on. And it has a meme of a handsome fella, you know, dressed with a suit and tie, nice crisp white shirt. And so it has his picture. And then it has no rain, question mark, over 40, question mark, watch your story. Now, that's what the meme says. Now the person who posted the question said, "Question of the day: Is there something wrong with this scenario? Again, this is one that uh, did get a, just got a few comments so far, but I thought it was interesting that it was something wrong, and maybe it just happened to be a meme that had a man on it, but that there may be something wrong with a man over forty who was not married, and some of the comments was, you know, I give somebody like that the side eye. Now, a part of my comment to that question was <laughs> men have a high threshold before they commit, because so some of the ladies talked about men's lack of commitment, and they, and oftentimes it was referred to as commitment issue. And I said maybe it's not a commitment issue, but rather who are we Willing to commit to In other words when a man Commits and this is about marriage Right but it said no ring I said when a man Takes that oath that vow In marriage One of the things that he's doing is he is Saying he is taking an oath That he will be a bond servant To that woman For the rest of her life Not the rest of his life The rest of her life So in other words He is saying that even in death, he is going to provide for that woman. And we know that the courts, even in divorce, though it's changing, will make sure that a man provides for that woman, right? And then the other thing that I say as far as this high threshold for commitment is not only do we say we will become a person's bond servant for the rest of their life, but we also say that we will protect and defend that woman up to and including of giving of our own life. Now, I don't think I'm better than anyone else, but my life is valuable to me, if to no one else. So if I'm going to take an oath, a vow, to become a woman's bond servant for the rest of her life, and that I will protect and defend her up to and including the giving of my life, then I'm expecting her to be not only the one, but of all the ones, the most awesome, the most special, all of those categories to me. And that sometimes is what I don't think maybe is considered when men are slow to or are said to be slow to commit, I actually think we should be slow to commit because what we're committing to is a standard that's pretty high. So obviously the one that we should commit to should eclipse all of those high standards. What do you ladies think about that?
2: Well... Bond servant He's not my slave He's not my servant He is my husband And um, It is something that Both of us took seriously And it is not an agree. It's an agreement I'm only making With this one person And it wasn't taken lightly And I, I don't advise anyone else to do that
1: Okay, I got a question. Is, uh, Sister Mary, what did you think about the uh, the comments of a man and commitment and why in one person's opinion, which happened to be mine, why I think it's such a high standard and that men should be slow to commit?
3: You know, um, I do actually, um, and, and maybe it's because we're from the south, I don't know. But I do agree with you, Rodney, on that, and you know i you know from the time that I was around my family and being reunited with my family, that's what my grandfather did. He took care of my grandmother even after she died. You know he died when he was ninety three and she died when she was ninety nine and so and they were fifteen years apart so that that was some time before she passed, but she had his Pension, she had Social security, she had life insurance, you know she had all these things she was well taken care of. she had a lot of money where she lived beyond comfortably after my grandfather passed so I think my my response is a little biased because that's what i you know I know in my family, and that's what I remember and recall as being one of the most positive relationships that I've ever seen in my entire life. So I will say that, on the other hand, in the day and age that we live in, you know, I have to agree with what Angela said, that, you know, no man should be uh, a servant to any woman. No more than the woman should be accountable to her mate uh, and things, because I think people take things and they twist it, and I think that um, we're living in a very different time. But, you know, I definitely believe that we should be accountable to each other, but I... I think we would be going into a whole other subject because what you're talking about is roles, Brother Rodney. Mm -hmm. The role of a woman in a relationship versus the role of a man in a relationship are very different. And so in this day and age, it's very different than what it was when I was coming up. So, you know, I can't say too much about that without, you know, going so far off subject. So, so that
1: sounds like to me that maybe we'll be able to get you back on a future show.
3: I, You know, I'm always ready to come on the show and have a discussion because this is what I do. I love it. I love seeing people come together, but in particular I love seeing black love. I love seeing black marriage and I love seeing black communities develop out of black relationships. So I am all for it. I look forward to it. And one of the things I do remember, and I wanted to make sure I put this put, put this out there, because it's something that I do promote. <laughs> and Angela, you can tell me how you think about it. But once again, I am a dating coach, and I coach people about dating. And one of the things that has been very controversial on our within our group, even women tell me I'm wrong about this, is I tell and I advise people, that women, you should date more than one person. That's my belief, and so that that when you <laughs> when when, okay. when you said what what's something that's been out there, that has been controversial and had, that has got a lot of dialogue. That one keeps coming up from time to time. I have heard brothers say, "Oh, if a woman dates more than one man, she's a hoe." You know, the women will say, I'm too traditional, I don't believe that. And, you know, and I'm over here saying I think women should date as well as men should date more than one person, and you should do it with boundaries so that way you can learn from the experience. And I tell them that it's coming from a place that dating is not just about finding the mate. Dating is about learning about who you are, learning about what you want, And learning about, you know, um, and preparing for when you finally are in that committed relationship so you can do the right thing. And I tell people it's just like purchasing a car. A lot of people, when the Cadillac Converter, I mean, Cadillac Escalade and the Hummer came out, they were like, oh, I want that car. But then once they got it, they realized that they couldn't afford the car, they couldn't maintain it, that they didn't know how to drive the car, they didn't know how to park it. And they, you know, so many different things, and they realize, you know what, even though the car is appealing to my eye, it's not what's best for me. So I need to go back and get a different car that fits my lifestyle. And that's the same thing what dating will do. We get out there, we think we want Mr. Fine. He looks Mr. Good. DeGreed
2: Up, Mr. Whatever's yeah. on, our, on on people's Six list, figures. which I'm not an advocate for the list, but... Yeah, we we definitely uh, too often have
3: Oh, and that's how we pick our mates, and then we wonder why it's not working. We, we 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 put so much into finding out where we're going to go to school at, get our education, where our children are going to school when we purchase a home, or oh, I have to research the neighborhood, find out where the crime rate is. Is there a walking score that's there? Because then I know it's going to be a great community where I can have healthy living. Is there going to be a grocery store? But when it comes to our relationships, We want to find the first person that's out there and jump into a relationship. We don't know them. We haven't dated. We haven't found out what type of man we want or nothing. We don't know what he looks like, what he acts like, where he shops at. We don't know anything about their persona, but we know we want to be in a relationship. And so that's why I tell people you need to date, but they totally reject it until later on they start embracing it, and then they'll say, you know what, it makes sense to me. And in particular, women will see
1: Sister Mary in the chat room Sister Lisa says Yes Miss Mary Yes With multiple (laughs) exclamation marks So there's there's somebody
2: I would have to I would have to agree with you and Lisa I I think You know maybe people are taking that term Dating and plugging it Into a, a multitude of meanings For them What I think you mean is A Let's go out to dinner. Let's go to the bookstore. Different types of dates with different yes. types of people. That is not including sex. That is not including a lot yes. of things that are going to lead you down a lot of other paths. So, That's again, right. I think a dating multiple people is probably a good idea.
1: Okay, I so think on so that too.
2: Note,
1: Sister. <laughs> I'm sorry. On that note, Sister Lisa. Has has a question, and she wanted to know uh, about black male masculinity, and and this came up at the relationship forum too. Uh, what are men's and women's idea of masculinity? And we we only gotta I understand we only have a little bit of time, but just <clears throat> please jump in there. Idea of masculinity. Yes.
3: I don't think we have enough time to cover that, you know, uh, right, because then. that's the multifaceted type of question, you know, and I think what the issue is is that we try to box in masculinity into this small box, but it's multifaceted. It, You know, it has so many levels and so many layers to it. You know, the man that Angela married as her husband, she probably thought he was one person, but once she got married, she begin to grow to know him as somebody who's totally different as they begin to age together she'll get to know him for someone who's different than what he was you know when they first got married
2: you know my grandmother Mm -hmm. yeah
3: yeah you know my grandmother in her death i mean in his death got to know my grandfather in another way that she didn't know him while he was still alive there's so many things to masculinity and there's no right or wrong answer about masculinity that I really can't give you an answer, so I apologize.
1: Okay, well, Sister Lisa said don't make her have to call in. But speaking <laughs> of Sister Lisa, we also have Sister Joyce, who is has a member of your relationship group. Welcome to the show, Sister hey. Joyce.
2: Thank Thank you you for calling. Um, We appreciate the call. Yes,
3: thank you. Yes, Angela. First of all, let me say, honey, you are hitting it right on the nail in the beginning. (laughs) Honey, yes.
2: (laughs) Marriage should take
3: so much forgiveness and communication. And don't nobody want to do it. Say that again. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And (laughs) And I'm going to tell you right now, contrary (laughs) to what anybody may think, the only reason that she is not married anymore is because... It's it's not many. My ex husband and I'm coming to see this just in the dating pool as well because I date multiple people. Always have, always will. Because I think Damn. it's stupid to just date one person. You, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You're you're limiting yourself to the options that are out there. Period. Point blank. But the reason why it didn't work is because. The people are so willing to walk away It's so easy to walk mm-hmm. away and just say, "Hey, you hurt me or you did this and that's it it's no such it's it's a very thin line between unconditional and conditional love. Everybody's love is conditional period. Yes. And if you're not meeting their standards, they're ready to walk away. They don't care if they put 17 years, two years, two months, one week, three days into it. And no matter how many children they have or none of that and that is so crazy to me. And I'm finding it super duper frustrating and everybody just wants to j- jump in the bed real quick. Oh, it's been three months. It's time. It's not time, fool. I don't know you and you don't know me yet, for real. <laughs> you might like my body, but you might not like you don't me. even know me. Yes. You don't know it. me yet. And I just think it. that it's so crazy, man, that people have all of these unrealistic conditions, and that's why you ain't got nobody, and you ain't gonna get nobody. And another thing is, a married girl, you just you made me. I had one of them hill hopper moments, baby, when you said, don't nobody want to change, and Angela, too, you said everything got to change y'all and made
2: me. I hate change. <laughs> I hate it
0: is inevitable just, I'm going and to a part of life.
2: It is you are a living breathing organism. It is unrealistic for you to expect you to remain right where you are right this minute for to the end of your lifespan.
3: Right? I, I, yes,
2: it is, honey. Okay, you well then it's see. unrealistic to expect so. that hum, to expect that other human being not to change. So you got to change, so. baby. Yeah, it's I'm real. gonna have
3: to, man. It's gonna be so hard, but I'm gonna have to do it. I mean, I'm telling you, the only time I change is when I'm literally forced to change.
2: And right now, I kind of
3: feel like I'm forced to change because so many people keep saying that. So you know what? It must be what I got to do.
2: You got to. That's so, like that's living. If you plan on if you plan to keep living, you plan to change, and it's not right. that hard. So,
3: and you know what? Y'all. I think it's so. I think it's so funny. Joyce, don't hang up yet, please, if you don't mind. Because Joyce is one of them people who's in the group. Since day one, Joyce, I've been talking about change, haven't I? Yes,
0: you have.
3: And I've always said that I said, first and foremost, this is before the book even came out. I didn't even know about the book or before we embraced the book. But I always said that you have to start with yourself. And every sure. time people would bring questions on on there, I would always say, you know what, I, I can't change anybody else, but I can change how I react or how, or what I do. And, you know, that's the thing about it, and there's no way around it. But I, I want to commend you, Joyce, because Joyce has fought tooth and nail in Back to Eating About Changes. So for me to hear you say that, it makes me want to push further, and to go further because, you know what, I want to see you happy, and I want to see you successfully in a marriage in the type of relationship that you desire. And the only way that you're going to be able to get to that point is for you to embrace yourself and for you to embrace the fact that maybe there are some things that you need to change, maybe there are some things that you don't need to change, and realize until you meet that person, you can start changing things and things like that, but the one thing that you change, they may like. So really you have to be able to be open to changing together when you're talking about yeah. relationship. But I want to commend you, Joyce, because, girl, you know, you have fought tooth and nail Yes, and for me the, girl, that, that boy is real. <laughs> <laughs> the I stubborn boy well, for real.
1: So Well, you <laughs> ladies, now that you have officially taken over the show, and that's okay because I'm, I'm loving listening, but uh, there are a lot of folks who have been who have called in a lot of folks who are listening i'm getting there's on facebook I'm getting just messages all over the place. Please go to our own voices live on the event page and for this show and chime in and continue the conversation uh you can also look for uh um, well sister mary you you are the star of the show today. Share with the folks how they can get a hold of you and your page
3: Well, you know, actually, Brother Rodney, I beg to differ I think that everybody here who came and contributed You know, they made this show what it is today And I love having Sister Angela on the show I hope she comes back I hope to talk to her more and things like that Sister Joyce coming in Yes, Sister Joyce coming in with what she stated. And even Lisa, who who called in, and you, Brother Rodney, you know that male perspective is needed. If it's a bunch of women in the room and we're all talking to each other, we're going to miss a very important part of what we are trying to get to. And that's a man. That's what it boils down to. So we need that perspective as well. But if you want to get on to Back to Eden, you can definitely go on to Facebook and you can – Look up, back to Eden, the group. I have a page, but I haven't been active on that because the group has been more successful for me. I will add you. It is for African-American people. So if you want to go, you all you have to do is look up the back, the number 2, in Eden, E-D-E-N, back, the number 2, in Eden. I will add you. Right now we're at like 470 people in our group. We're growing. I have a lot of people I need to still get in there to add. But if you want to go there, all you have to do is request to add into the group, and I can get you into the group. And then if you want coaching services, feel free to contact me. Um, I'm not going to give my number over the air, and I don't know um, my other number by heart. I could probably uh, grab it real quick. But um, actually, I do have it. Uh, If you want to contact me and you want coaching services, because that's what I do, all you have to do is give me a call at area code 612 354 6807. My name's Mary Anderson, and you can contact me by calling 612-354-0807, and um, I can talk to you about the dating evolution, see where you're at. I coach both men and women, so I'm open to that. Thank you, Brother Rodney, for having me on the show. I look forward to being back, and God bless you, sir.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Sister Mary, for being on the show. I could not keep up with all of the people messaging me, those who I know and some who I didn't. Uh, you could go to the Our Own Voices Live Facebook page, and that's what it is, it's Our Own Voices Live. I put a link to Back to Eden on that page, so if you would like to uh, request to join it, you could just go to the Our Own Voices Live page and click on the link. Uh, our show normally ends at 2 o'clock, which would be, I believe, 4 o'clock your time, system Maris, so as you can tell, we have gone way over our time. Thank you all of those who hung in there and, and stuck with us. And to the very end, I see you're still out there, Sister Joyce. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I did get requests, as I did at the Relationship Forum. Uh, people want to know more about the myths and the myth buster thing that I was talking about. So, Angie and I will get with Sister Mary. We'll next round, we're going to do
2: myth busting. And uh, we'll talk
1: about these things and and other topics. And we're going to talk about the hot topics from the page. Uh, I belong to another page, a page with uh, Brother Hammy Hamilton, and uh, they have some pretty hot topics there. Of course, uh, Brother Thomas has his page, the Real Love Lust uh, Relationship page. There's a bunch of them out there, and uh, we have a local page here. Uh, straight talk, no front. They give it to you straight between the eyes and no chaser. And uh, so there's a bunch of them out there. And I would encourage you all to find one. But, but like Sister Mary said, you have to be engaged with the page, though. You know, I think they call them lurky, lurking lose, or looky lose, or something like that. I understand. So feel free to come and get an idea of what's going on in the page. But then once you see how it's flowing, go ahead and get in. Ask a comment or Reply to someone else's post or comment, and begin to share and open up. One of the things that I find that hinders us versus helps us is that we walk around with masks on, facades, and we're not willing to share who we really are. So in, in essence, we're all walking around acting as a lie, something that we aren't. And then we're looking at the other person as if they are the reality, and on they're walking around with a mask or a facade on as well. We're going to have to get past the mask. We're going to have to get past the facade. And maybe part of this that might be the most difficult is if we are willing to bear our true selves, there is going to be some hurt because the women may not always like or agree with what the men say. And the men may not always like and agree. With what the women say, But if we truly desire to get beyond that Then we will have to basically go through a phase of hurt Maybe even of brokenness Because after all That's usually when we can be fixed Is once we're broken, right? Because if we don't think we're broke We don't think we need fixing Uh, It's called catharsis We will have to reach catharsis And the way that is going to happen is we're going to have to push the envelope to get outside of ourselves and maybe get into areas that are a little uncomfortable and do that. Uh, you know, we, we got one more caller. I'm going to try to squeeze them in. Then after that, we have got to go. Uh, okay. Good afternoon. You're, you're on Our Own Voices Live. Do you have a question or comment for us? Welcome
0: no, to the show. Just, Hello.
3: How are you guys doing
2: today? Great. Can you hear me? Yes. Doing good. Is- My name is Stacey and I'm part of the group And I just wanted to say um, As a um, Current person going through a Recent divorce The group has been very beneficial for myself And understanding what the dating game is Now getting back into the Dating game and I just want to commend Mary for all the work that she does Because it has been very beneficial Overall Especially for me I don't know about anybody else but I know for me Um and what I've been going through, and helping me to get through the obstacles that I have faced, going through um, a divorce at, at this time with two young girls. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mary, for everything.
3: Well, you're you're more than welcome, Stacey. And you know I hope we can continue to be, um, you know, inspirational, encouraging and a learning experience for, you know, the next relationship that you step into or, you know, your dating relationship that I'm uh, definitely praying and hoping will soon uh, happen. (laughs) All in your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Sister Stacey, for calling in, and uh, I'm on the page with you. Thank you for not... um, holler and get a rope on some of my comments. I appreciate that,
0: and I hope <laughs> that you will
1: continue to listen to our show. We're going to try to get Sister Mary back on. Uh, what we're going to focus on a little bit is we're going to talk about myth-busting or myths, but one of the, and how it impacts how we see each other and how we interact and how really it has a lot to do with how we we behave. Uh, and then one of the other areas that we're going to talk about uh, on the show is I'm going to get, ask Sister Mary to break down the different types of love and also the differences between dating, courting, friendship, and marriage. There is a difference. Uh, So Hopefully, we'll be able to get into all of those. Thanks, everybody for for calling in. I hope I got all all the callers that wanted to get in. Uh, Remember, we will be back next week at 12:30 12:30 PM on the West Coast.
2: That's 3:30 out East.
1: And uh, go to Our Own Voices Live. In the meantime and in between time to continue the discussion. I see some of you have already posted. I see Sister Lisa has dropped some stuff in there. Sister Joyce has dropped some stuff in there. Keep dropping. We continue it. And around hopefully you all will uh, be able to click uh, on the link and join join Sister Mary's page. Once again, Sister Mary. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise, your patience, with us today. And look forward to getting you on the next time.
3: My pleasure, sir. Thank you, and thank you, Sister Angela, as well.
2: Sure. All right. Bye bye. Look forward to coming Bye-bye.
3: back. Bye bye.